We running this, let's go. I'm on a boat, I'm on a boat. Everybody look at me, cause I'm sailing on a boat. I'm on a boat. Greetings everyone, welcome to episode 80 of Salt Ships and Scullabot, a World of Warships podcast. This episode that nearly didn't happen because I was, about an hour ago, I was in gratuitous pain writhing on the floor, but with the wonders of modern uh, drugs I'm here recording, so thank you Captain Green for taking out time to record this because mm. I know he was deep into the throes of Warhammer 3 Total War. How you doing brother? I am good. Little nervous this week. Um, a few people know why. Uh, I will be taking the Network Plus exam this Thursday, and if I pass this exam, I have a job lined up, which means I will have my own place, a career. Um, good work, brother. It, it, it's not. I. I can't really say good work yet. And I can't really accept it because I need to get the job first. You know, yep. I need to pass that test. So, um, yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, that's That's been my main focus. I uh, spent four hours studying today, earlier. Going to stream and then study tomorrow and probably do the same thing on Monday. Yep. Um, but, yeah, if I'm not here next week, I'm wallowing away in pity because I didn't pass. Or he's so. wallowing away in excitement because he did pass. Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> now, other than my pain, Friday I took off to go to, I'm sure, I know you've got them in the um, US, but we had PAX Australia, um, which is like Ooh. a gaming industry. And I took Friday off, took my daughter in. We were there. It was going to be a long day of fun. We had just got through the Nintendo stand for her and then, she goes, Daddy, I'm not well. And she's uh, she was having a cracking fever. So after 90 minutes, I believe Pax, come home, <sighs> take it to the doctor. I, I was I was Daddy at daycare on my day off. of um, I was going to buy all this beautiful electronic equipment. I had um, new cards picked out. I was going to even look at getting another custom PC built. As I could at whim for one of those really swanky wanky ones that they build, but didn't get to do any of that, so I'll have to wait another year. What a shame. <laughs> I'll have to wait another year for that custom PC. You're definitely gonna make me and not just keep for yourself. <laughs> hey, I, I, you've really got a custom PC. I sent you all these beautiful fans, so that you should did. still be so, semi, semi silent. Oh, no, no, it is. It's perfectly silent. The problem is, is I've upgraded everything in this computer a few times over, um, except the power supply. Mm -hmm. So now my power supply can barely keep up with the, the electrical requirements of my computer. Oh, no, just get, just <laughs> so get, like a, I was going to say, power supply is a pricey because I don't get cheap. And I usually recommend get one of the nice Corsair ones that have a pretty good warranty. And 850 um, volts as well. So, all oh, that—that's certainly my game plan. It's just uh, I haven't worked in a few weeks here, so I don't have that money coming yep. in, and I'm—I don't want to spend money uh, in case I need to pay Gen for an apartment. Gen Genshin Impact's calling you, brother. Yeah, I'm not going to do Genshin, but I, I am going to try and kick up streaming to try and uh, get some <laughs> of that sweet, sweet ad revenue. Oh, <laughs> you, you haven't got the latest, uh, latest um whatever thing they're flogging at the moment for um, streaming. E even 
I've got a test account. Uh, this is digressing on Twitch. I've got a test account. So when I have to test a new function or something, I'll log in through OBS onto my test account. And I do it through there. It's got about four followers. Even my test account this week got an offer from Stream Elements to to stream this game up to eleven hundred dollars US. I'm like, hang on, I've got four followers. Yeah, I'm. So here's the thing. I I've I've had ups and downs when it comes to stuff like that. A, I I feel bad going to all of my friends and being like, hey, play to you know this level in this game yep. for me, please and thank you. Macarena and, was fun. I enjoyed that one when you did that. Oh, yeah, no, Ma Macarena was good. Uh, I did a Wows one and a War Thunder one too. Um, it, it's cringe nearly doing things that you already play and you've got to start it from start like War Thunder. You're like, oh, i got to play it tier battle rank 2 and 1. Why? Oh, no, I, I could do whatever I wanted. I just needed to stream the game. Uh, it was accounts that needed to get ground out uh, from like, yeah, yeah. zero up. Um, yeah, I just, there was also with the World of Warships one, um, two of the accounts that some people ground out just didn't, just flat out didn't count. So there was one, um, let me, let me just pull this up here while uh, I have this um, in, in my, my mind here. There was, um, you had to get to tier three and play two games. That was the second stage of it. You okay. had to have 12 people do that. So that, that, that's about so, five games in total to get to tier yeah. three nowadays. The first stage was get to a tier two and play uh, a game. Yeah. Right. That was also twelve. So I, I, I had, I actually had fifteen people grind out um, and, and redo accounts and stuff. It was, it was very nice. Both my Twitch community and the Discord community really stepped up. Yep. However, the second stage got completed. Right. Twelve out of twelve tier three boats. Mm -hmm. The first stage didn't. It was ten out of twelve. Makes no sense if, if you've got the stage two complete with 12 out of 12. How did they get to stage three if they didn't complete that's what I said. I, I messaged them. I was like, um, ho hello, like, how does this happen? How does this work? And I have gotten nothing back. Yeah, of course, you so, are. No, and, and again, it, you know, it's only 40 bucks that I'm missing. Why? Yeah, but you know that that's a few tacos and a couple beers out with your mates, or exactly. You, know, you can buy the latest tier eight German cruiser, the Schill. Uh, uh, <laughs> we can we can talk about it. We can talk about it. Um. All right. Let's kick off now. We, we're going to have a, a bit of a topic this week. We, we're kicking off with the Captain rework. So that came out in Devlog four eight two. This is the re rework. The re 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 rework. Actually, I don't <laughs> I don't mind that they do this every so often. To be honest, skills and modules and things get stagnant when meta gets set in. So changing these more often should be. I'd like to see a review of all of them every six months or additions or changes. So um, it, otherwise, skills just get forgotten because some are deemed bad and worthless. 
Um, something, so first off, these are dropping in patch 12.10, which is November's patch, so just about a month away. Um, now, for those that are unaware, um, Captain Skill Tree has undergone a few changes since the game launched. I don't know if you were here, Greeny, when it launched, but initially it was five levels of Captain Skills, and Concealment Expert used to be on the fifth level, so you needed, um, I think that's wrong, so... Or a 10-point captain, yeah, 10-point captain was level 4, so to get Concealment Expert back in the day on DD, you needed a 15 skill point. Mind you, there weren't the flags for sale, there were no camouflages, you had to basically, all you had was premium time and your skill. Um, flags were all obtained in-game, um, or you could buy, there, there would have been some flags for sale, but... That got very expensive. So it took a lot of grinding to get a captain with 15 skill points. Um, moving to a new I system. remember that, I think. I know, I didn't... I think I played only for a month or two while that was a thing. But I, but I, I remember that because it was... I, I do remember t playing into... I was playing like a Nicholas or something. And I remember just how large of a difference there was between a, a concealment Nicholas and a, you know, non-concealment, not concealment. Yeah. And, and it was oppressive to just be sitting now, there and be like, I can't spot him. I, I could tell you, I was grinding USDDs at the time. I could tell you how oppressive a non-concealment Mahan was against the concealment Benson. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just, it, it was there was no parallel um and i think there was 18 point maximum captain was it 19 i can't remember then i tried to research i couldn't even find on the wiki for those historical points then we got the big rework and we went to we had 19 points and then we've gone to 21 points and the we had the initial rework and but it was one captain and you could put him onto multiple ships. So if you trained Kuznetsov, you could put him on Stalingrad, Kremlin, and all that, and he'd have the same skills. So if everyone got fire prevention and those things, but then they made the, the skill tree ship class specific. Um, and I think that's when we moved to 21 points. So they, they've had a bit yeah. of history about those changes. They've been stagnant, I think, now for about two years. Last real changes were 2021. Um, so let's look at this first one. It's called Consumable Specialist. It impacts battleships, cruisers, destroyers. And this is all available for all three of those lines on the first line. So basically they are removing, this currently it says fighter consumable spotting aircraft, def AA, all minus 10% reload time. They're removing all of that. They're adding the following effect for this skill. Cooldown time of all consumables except DCP and repair party is 7.5%. So we lose 2.5%. And for unique up commanders, it's 10%. Um, it's, I don't know. What do, you, what do you think of this one? <laughs> I think this is a bit of a nerf. Is this going to be just replacing... The it, one it's it's still going to be the same name. So it's replacing what we yeah. currently have there. I've got a screenshot of what it looks like now. It, it's the same for all the nations. Um, so regardless, if you're a DD, it'd be like TRB consumable cooldowns ten percent quicker. So it, you're getting nerfed to from ten to seven point five percent. 
but rather than them listing each of them, it, it will be every consumable except a DCP and repair party, and that remains any specialized repair teams, heavy repair teams, and fast damage control teams. So, um, so basically anything to do with DCP or healing, it won't impact, but every other consumable it will. And to me, I'm still thinking, now they're, they're saying, oh, now this skill will only impact the greater variety of consumables. We, but you're nerfing it. You should have impacted the, all of them in the first place anyway. It's a nerf, I've got to say. Um, I, I, uh, it's a nerf. No, yeah, I'm inclined to agree. The the uh, wasn't me disagreeing. It was me trying to remember the last time I picked this skill, though. I do pick it when I'm, I've got a 21-point captain, and especially if it's you got to look at your... I don't care about the fighters or DFAA, but I use it mainly for TRB, um, MBRB, things like Hydro as... Oh, no, this one doesn't impact Hydro. That's the Tier 2 one. Um, yeah, yeah I, I don't really pick this one too often, to be honest. I Yeah, my main two Tier 1 skills, if I'm playing something that isn't like a really light cruiser or something is uh, i usually go gun feeder and demo uh I, I and that's for a lot of the heavy cruisers a lot of the battleships yep uh that's usually what i go with i, I don't think i've ever really ran consumable specialist because the 10 percent. don't get me wrong is very nice i i might um, run it I, I, I might run it on french dds cruisers or pan and Asia DDs, especially for that TRB reload or MBRB reload type thing, and the same with the spotter and fighter. If, if I get multiple utility out of it, I, I would have run at that, but that, that would have just been a throwaway point because there's nothing else better to spend with it. Mm. Yeah, I just, I, I like the, the main battery shell swap speed more for tier one skills. I, 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 I understand, yeah. and like starting off with this one this is meant to be a skill improvement for skills that are underutilized so they've said not many people taking consumable specialists but nerfing um nerfing the cooldown from 10 to 7.5 and saying it's all consumables now what extra consumables on top of these um does this include now things like oh, the Hydro Radar? That, that came in at Tier 2. I, which boat do I have here? I'm just in-game. Let me find a boat. Ah, oh, Critical Error Earth. <laughs> on my World of Warships session. Oh, no. Oh. Quality coding, just idling import, and it crashes. This doesn't say... Do you think this would impact radar and hydro as well? I mean, because uh, now it's this cooldown of all consumables, except for DCP and repair party-based ones. Oh, uh, and speed boost. I, I, if that's the case, if that throws in speed boost, radar, hydro into this, that that would definitely change my mind. Um. That, that would be huge, because I think the t level 2 one for those skills makes them run longer. Yeah. 
I do believe. We go to a cruiser. Oh, da, 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 bear with me. Ochakov has yeah. radar. So the T21. Yeah, they, the, the T2 consumable enhancement makes it run longer. So the T1 will mean that your radar, your hydro, your speed boost, all of those will get buffed. Okay, I take it back. Um, th this, this will be quite useful now on a lot of cruisers, especially things that have a lot of consumables and utility, getting, even if it's 7.5% with flags, getting your consumables up quicker to have a raider or a hydro is going to be huge. Um, this, this will be a good skill. I, I change my mind. No, I, I agree 100%. Um, a nice flat 10 to radar is always very, 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 very nice. It does make a large enough difference. <laughs> I know, I know, ten percent doesn't look or it doesn't. Or, set, but like, if if you're if you're in a Des Moines and you're in if you're in clan battles and you've just used, imagine getting your radar up at fifty four seconds instead of sixty. Oh yeah, no. <sighs> Ooh, excuse me. Um, I know. Someone's yeah, six been seconds doesn't seem like. Dollar. Yeah, I'm. Ugh. Um, six seconds doesn't seem all that much when you're sitting in port, but when you're in a battle, that that is an incredibly large difference uh, between is. radar times. Um, I really like those changes. Yeah, actually. so do I. So it's seven point five percent for a normal captains. It's only ten percent now for unique commanders going forward, but. Uh, most people would retrain a unique commander for if they're doing things like clan battles or things like that. Rank you might as well. That's where you get the most value out of them. Yeah. Um, next one they've listed preventative maintenance. This impacts battleships and destroys line one. Now I always take this as a BB and a DD player, so um, I'll be fine. Um, but. They're adding the following effect. Increase hit points of AA guns plus 15%, so unique commanders plus 20, and hit points of secondary guns plus 15%, so again, 20% for unique commanders. Um, I, as I said, I use this on both BBs and DDs, so I'll get this automatically. My issue for this is that AA and secondary gun mounts have random hit point values upon loading per game per mount. So um, you might say 15 or 20% increase is a lot, but if you've got a mount that's 300, the one next to it's 900, 15% is a pretty big difference between those hit point values. Yeah. Um... I think that this is just a, another another flat upgrade across the board. I just want to get that out of the way first. I, um, I, I've, I've, I've got a question. I'm, I'm only questioning this because I take preventative maintenance on all my BBs. Mm. Most of it is most of the BB life is it's about your guns. So this preventative maintenance is a skill that reduces the risk of main turrets, torpedo tubes, steering gears, and engine becoming incapacitated so it's a minus 30 percent uh, risk and that's why i take it on dds as well how many players don't take it that they've had to say they're going to buff this captain skill i don't know i think a lot of people oh my god there it is again i think a lot of people <laughs> when they're sitting in port 
don't realize how often you you can lose modules and stuff um like those torps like the main guns like all that stuff yeah uh and they didn't really think to take it but now with the aa guns dude how many times have you been playing a battleship and you get farmed down by like a small or something and, and you just have no aa yeah and then yep. a, a cv comes over you it is horrible to have to play into it, um, it is so added so added health on those mounts is and, and maybe awesome. uh, look they haven't given any context as to why they picked these ones for changes i'll i'm just assuming because they're not well well like but maybe they're just trying to increase options for plays and maybe that's why these were added so people have often said why can't i get a hit point buff to aa and secondary guns so uh, th this is one thing you should look into so having that change i think is a win for both aa gun mounts and secondary gun mounts so it only is for bbs and destroyers unfortunately um I don't, i'm not sure if there it's on a cruiser one but it will definitely help those that like to have be either aa dissuade as all those that like to press w and get into secondaries um if you're a bb i think you should already have the skill so this would be just a flat buff to bb players um something just popped into my head i think that this is wargaming attempting to instead of completely redoing all of the skills i think that this is wargaming's attempt to kind of shake up the skills lightly because i mean we can talk about this but a lot of the builds for different ships for the you know for the majority of them there are obviously uh you know exceptions and stuff but um yeah, the the builds have just become really, really static. Yes, they, they really um, have. And I mean, because like battleship, right? You you run gun feeder. You run. Um, I I run emergency repair, uh, but that's just because I. Well, this is my Slava captain, and uh, I use them on my Kremlin, so yep. I like having those DCPs up a little bit quicker. Uh, I run Brisk, which I've been told is crazy. I don't know why. Brisk is kind of It depends crack. on which BB you run it on. I run Brisk on some battleships, but not all of them. I do I do a lot of them, uh, unless it's something like a GK or a Columbo, where you just have no hopes of... of no, being, Columbo I run you know, Brisk, quiet. but I keep my Columbo at range, like 15 plus, so being able to go dark or in smoke and get out of there even quicker because you're in smoke and you're undetected. So you're getting that extra flat speed buff is quite handy. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, and then Adrenaline Rush, which is just everybody runs Adrenaline Rush. Um, and then uh, up in the top for at least battleships, you have emergency repair you have mm -hmm. concealment and you have fire prevention uh there's a case to be made for furious on certain ships yes i've not i've noted that down that's one of the skills they've changed but i i tend some i will get to it but when i do furious builds i do it on things like the royal navy ships that have oh, super yeah, like heels a, yeah like a conqueror or something yes um but it, like other than that there's not all that much like deviation um correct in, in and the, the the captain skill rework was brought out to create a variety but once the meta sets in there's very little deviation yeah 
Um, and, and I think that with them changing skills individually as opposed to just overall, I think that that's Wargaming's attempt to kind of gently poke people to be uh, a bit more experimental with builds, which yep. I'm all for. Uh, well, don't get me wrong. The, 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 the meta builds are very nice. They're meta builds for a reason, but variety is awesome. Um, now, the, and, and it this, can't be this awesome next, This next one's going to be spicy. I'll, I'll get to it in a, when, once you're ready. Okay. Well, I, I was just going to you know, talk about variety a little bit more and, yep, the, and the impact it can have. Well, because, all right, we're, we're going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here. I've been playing a lot of TF2 recently. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's class-based shooter. It's, it's, been called, out it's, since it's the, called Team Fortress 2 for those. Oh, yeah, Team Fortress 2. Sorry. Um, it's been out since the dawn of time. Uh, they haven't had a major content patch in about eight years, six to eight years, in terms of like new weapons and stuff. Um, but the variety of weapons and loadouts and stuff is still incredibly strong in that game. And that's because, yes, there, there is something that's, that's meta for each class, but there's strong cases to be made for subclasses outside of that meta kind of loadout, if that makes sense. Um, you know, th those lesser run loadouts are still incredibly viable. And I think that that's something that Wargaming kind of needs to do or, or take steps in the direction of when it comes to captain skills. Yeah. Because, again, it's depressing to just look and see everybody with the same, you know, seven skills on a 21-point commander. Yes, uh, I, I, I think completely that it'd be really agree. Cool. You know, uh, I think that it'd be really cool if there was a lot more variety. Because, uh, you know, some of these are nice, improved ready, you know, improved repair party. Cool. Vigilance. Cool. If you're in something like an incom, vigilance might not be a bad idea. The thing doesn't turn, you know, but there, there's some uh, skills that are just, I'd argue, completely unviable. Like super heavy AP on a battleship. Yes, seven and a half more damage is a lot. Why the f would i take more fire time and more flooding time ah that then we're, we're gonna move on to that one next and greeny might well, be just using this uh, yeah but we're, uh, all right, all right. we'll move on to super heavy ap shells that's the next one it's a oh. battleship skill only it's on line three so we're adding the following effects so and i'm gonna ask greeny what this means fire damage received is minus 10 percent Flooding damage received is ten percent less. So does that mean it will get, it will burn for twenty five percent more of longer as a fire, but you'll get ten percent less fire damage? So and I'm, that's I'm, gonna I'm, be weird. I'm gonna admit this. I use this on my I use this this skill on my Yamato and my Shikishima because they stay at range. Um, so yeah, I I, keep, I I do use this skill on certain BBs. Um, so th this is weird. With the way that this is worded, it could be interpreted as the fire damage minus ten and the flood damage minus ten percent could be replacing the fire extinguishing time plus twenty. Yeah, it, it, it could it could be fifteen and fifteen. Recovery. Well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is it could just flat out replace it. 
So we could have seven and a half percent damage with, um, instead of it being twenty five, it being ten percent. You know, which that's a little. That's a lot more manageable um, in terms of a trade off. Yeah. Uh, see, this this one confused me in the wording of it. Um, yeah. I, look, I use this skill because I think the battery AP shell damage and things like Shiki and Yami are worth it. I also use DCP module two instead of speed boost on those BB. So I already have a massive buff to um, fire and flood um, and DCP and so forth. So. I, I picked this skill knowing that my boat is built in a certain way to mitigate those ones. So I think it is an interesting change. Um, yeah. I'm just not sure how it's going to come out in the end because I wasn't sure if it's going to impact the time or the actual damage. The thing that is, I think, throwing me off is the dash and the received because it could you know with the with the received they could still mean the recovery time and with the dash that could be you know them saying dash 10 percent, or it could be minus 10 percent. yeah is it going to 15 percent time yeah. or 10 percent time or is it still going to say 25 percent time and, and say you but you got six thousand damage of fire yes. in that time it does become 5400 now because it's 10 percent off yeah I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah, but that that one's yeah. interesting. I do use super hate at heavy AP on some uh, boats, and Green is now going to disown me. And I think you're crazy for it. Yeah, um, but that's okay. That's okay. I, I like a bit of variety. I like a bit of variety. Um, this next one is also interesting. Improved repair party readiness. Now this this is a level three or line three battleship only skill so this improves consumable efficiency each time your ship receives potential damage equal to 100 percent of the ship's base xp so every time you take damage the repair party consumable cooldown time gets quicker and quicker to be used um so i i don't use this on many bbs i'll admit because i think it's a bit pricey for line three but they're adding in this additional line of receive an additional charge to your repair party for receiving a three million potential damage once per battle that is insane that that is like soviet bbs might uh, you, you have to i didn't even it. think sorry i was gonna say I go 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 no 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 you go you go i was gonna say that doesn't mean you just press w and everyone focuses your potential damage is generally accrued when people miss you. So if you're at range, you, you can get 2 million potential damage and still be on full hit points because if they're really bad and torpedoes and so forth. But it doesn't mean going in, pressing W and dying because when you're focused, you're going to die very quickly. Um, th this one will suit players that have a high chance of surviving or a high survivability chance in battles. The longer you live in a BB, the more likely this change will be good for you. So I, I have, all right. First off, this thing is going to make Conqueror ridiculous. It is yes. so easy to sponge 3 million potential in Conqueror because if you do anything back, 
you just snort your crack, you do your heroin, and all of your health is back. What, what about Conqueror with this skill and Cunningham? Because if you get two kills in Cunningham, you get, an extra, you get an extra consumable. I know. Like, it's going to make it unkillable. But that that's a one-off. That's a one-off. The one thing that immediately popped into my mind, though, is I think that this... I, I don't know if I'm 100% on board with this. Because if... Say say there's say this is a situation. Your team hard fought cap. They take the cap. There's like a Hindenburg 15 kilometers away because that's where they always are. And you know all, all you have to do to win is kill the Hindenburg because you're losing on points. Mm-hmm. You know, and that procs. I, it rewards the Hindenburg. No, no, for wait, no, no, out and not playing no, no. an objective. It's not because this skill's only oh, yeah, be for BB. It's a BB only. Well, okay, so take the Hindenburg and replace it with any other battleship. You know, I Gremlin. just picked on Hindenburg because I hate Hindenburg. Yeah, like Schlieffen. Like, dude, just the Schlieffen sitting at it, it's going to reward backline play. It will. Which it will. Or oh, this is both good and bad. Lines like the Soviet and German bat- battlecruiser line, or the new bat- one with Schlieffen, they have limited consumables, like, well, not DCPs, but I think, especially the Kremlin. The Kremlin, if you use the legendary mod, where you get the quicker gun reload, less range, and one less uh, consumable, that would, this, you know, this suits all BBs yeah. in reality. I, yes and no. Um, I think that it's gonna really, really benefit like backline yammies, backline shickies, yes. conquerors, stuff like that. I don't think you know Hercus McDerpus in his GK crip walking into the middle of a cap at the beginning of a game. No, is it gonna won't. Benefit from it this. won't. This, this will benefit or, those players that use their three, four, or five current repair parties, and if you can tank, yeah. stay in the game, angle your shots like you, sh- you shoot your salvo. You use your armor to mitigate incoming fire, or they flat out miss you. It's going to help those players because it can be pretty easy sometimes to get the three million potential in a BB. I mean, I still think that it encourages backline play, which I'm both for and against. Because, like I said, I don't want, I'm going to go back to Herpus McDerpus or whatever I call them, you know, a, a GK. I don't want a GK at the beginning of the game just throwing themselves away. You know, but I also don't want a GK in the back of the map because he has to proc this skill in his mind. You know, <laughs> uh, it's there's gonna have to be a a balance here. I think that it is a you, good you, skill, you, and I think that thoughts. it's a step in the right direction. But I think that it could go uh, either way. I think that it, you know it could be great for backline ships, or it could promote people to play ships not the way they're supposed to play yeah, and don't don't forget your favorite class of super ships things like petri mm-hmm. they can get out Shatsuma. on the flank shatsuma hanover with its 148,000 <laughs> hit points they can get far you know dude it's half <laughs> you know uh, that 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 is an interesting skill i i think that changes it's not one i take very often so Will it be enough for me to change my mind? The way that CVs or subs can kill you is enough for me to take it. I don't know. 
Now this next change will make our good friend Weeb Lord Mountbatten a very, very happy secondary armament specialist. So this is a cruiser skill only. It goes on line three. It's an addition to the Enhanced Torpedo Explosive Charge. They're renaming it to Enhanced Torpedo Explosive Charge to Secondary Armaments Specialist. And so it's keeping the torpedo damage of... No, take a... I took the... Oh, no. That torpedo damage plus 15% and secondary battery firing range of plus 20%. Um, they've done an asterisk by saying this is not the final name. <laughs> Um, I, I'm going to say this is a flat out yes. This is good to have. A lot of people have complained that like thing boats like the Agia, the Siegfried, the cruisers are tanky enough that they were secondary builds as well. Um, got nerfed when um, they removed the secondary option with the captain rework, and the, the Admiral Schroeder as well. That's got a great secondary one that will make great use of this. Um, thoughts, Greeny. This is a must-have for those secondary build cruisers, or so I think that this is going to be a very good skill. Uh, there were people who actually stopped playing the game because of uh, the changes to cruiser skills, which made their Siegfrieds not secondary anymore. Uh, Mr. Pickles, if anybody here remembers Mr. Pickles, I love our I love our standing co-host back in the day. Yeah, dude, he he was just like. Yeah, uh, bye, and just uninstalled the game. Um, he felt robbed because he ground out the Siegfried the whole time during testing. It's oh, it's a secondary cruiser, it's a secondary cruiser. Like, look at this, woo, 128s over islands. And then they were just like, yeah, bye, um, mm. no more secondary cruisers. Uh, a lot of people felt robbed. I think that it's going to be good overall. Uh, I don't like it for competitive. Uh, and that's and that's simple. Um, Griefer will agree with me the second I say it. It starts with Nap and ends with Lee. Napoli. <laughs> Napoli. That, that thing's going to be even more broken. Exactly. Secondary battery Nap. So what is it? Plus twenty percent. Here we're gonna we're gonna do some. We're yeah, do some uh, it's it's, it's um plus twenty percent, but it it does. It's a T three skill that you may not currently have on your Napoli. Yeah, so okay, so you drop like Essie for the comp build. And then imagine you the go meme of melting destroyers. What's 9.2 divided by hold on? Plus 20%? Or are you doing yeah. it space? 9.2. I'm I mean I'm just gonna divide it by five. So now you have eleven kilometer secondary range. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gonna, that's going to be awesome. I'm not going to lie. Dude, Napoli 10.3 detect 11 kilometers secondary. That can't. Oh, that's not. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel good. Napoli's become a favorite boat again. It, it, well, again, I'm strictly talking in a comp sense. It is. It is a favorite boat. It, it never left. But uh, it's going to be it's going to be not fun to play into. Especially now with the well, imagine imagine being in a DD and getting like Napoli's are so brutal. Like you, you try and keep oh, outside yeah. that nine k range because you might be able to dodge and do things, but the sap ha your angling makes no difference to those sap shells. No, yeah, a hundred percent. 
And they, they the 90s, which are coming at you every three seconds, do, you know, <laughs> like 2,000 damage. The 152s are doing 4,000 damage uh, every, you know, potentially every hit, I should say. I'm not going to say each hit. But it is not fun to play into as anything. Uh, unless you're like a Kremlin, in which case you just laugh. <laughs> but uh, anything with like cruiser plating is going to get ran over. DDs are going to get ran over. Oh, DDs will, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think of the Napoli. I was just thinking of the Siegfried, the Aegir, the Schroeder, and all those ones. But Oh, the, yeah. The, no, the, those... I'm 100% for those getting it. Because, it, you know, with all of those, uh, less to a lesser extent, the Aegir... They're originally packaged and sold as secondary, secondary especially the Siegfried. I remember. Yeah, and but even the Schroeder, it came out. It's like, hey, look, it's a secondary cruiser. Oh, but you um, could they they you could play the Schroeder well enough because the secondaries on that were much improved over the Siegfrieds. So like, oh yeah, hundred percent. And, and now this, this skill on top stacking of this it. skill is going to make him even more impressive. So what is? I don't have a a, a Schroeder. Um, what's the secondary range on Schroeder? Let me bring mine up for you. I, I may have one. I may have one. I cannot confirm. So currently my secondary build goes out 10 kilometers. So so you go out to 12 now? Yes. That's, that's pretty spicy. It that's, is, that's, that's pretty spicy, good. yes. Especially with prevent, uh, preventive maintenance was only on BBs and um, destroyers. You don't get it on cruisers for secondary mount hit points. No. That'd be what to what? give up. Um, yeah, I, I've got a few things. Yeah. You SE. can dump SE. I mean, because, you know, yes, it's a, it's a nice cushiony amount of... Uh, of hit points. Yeah, it's another tick on a fire. It's another tick on a flood. Maybe it, it lets you survive that BB Sabo. That's nice. The funny thing, because the Schroeder doesn't have torpedoes, currently that skill is not recommended for this. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that will probably have to change when they go through that. But it will be recommended drop. after this um, patch, that patch in November. Yeah. I still think dropping AR and Superintendent is non-negotiable. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I would drop anything for this new skill that isn't superintendent oh, or I've AR. Got, I've got Top Gun Grader on my Schroeder with twenty one point captain, so I'd probably drop that um, and put it onto the enhanced torpedo, and then maybe do yeah something fair. like take up another first or two point skill by reworking what I have around. I mean, oof, I was just talking about like at level skills yeah. um at, to you know just plug and play with but yeah no but, i think dropping something like top that, grade would also yeah, be acceptable that is, that is a pretty good game changer this one for cruisers is one that's going to make a lot of people happy i think oh yeah 100 percent. now the next one we already touched about it it's called furious it's a battleship um skill that goes online for it's in the bottom left currently this can be activated improves your ship's characteristics for each active fire on board your ship so for each active fire your main battery reload time is five percent quicker and the dispersion of shells fired by enemies is five percent worse into that formula it's not a flat five percent 
So, obviously, this is not picked very often. First off, um, if you ever pick Furious, I don't recommend putting on Fire Prevention. That's 8 points out of 21, and you're not min-maxing. The whole point is you're trying to get two or three fires with a big heal, so you might want to take um, the healing one, improve repair party readiness. That's why I said it's really great on things like the Lion or the Conqueror, because you get those big super heals, so you can burn a little bit and make use of a Furious. But this change... It now includes fire and flooding. So if you don't only have to be on fire. So for the first fire or flooding, your main battery reload time is 10% quicker, flat 10%. And for each second or consecutive fire and flood. So if you've got two fires, two floods, you're up to four. Um, that would be an extra 5% after the second, third, and fourth. So that's 15. So you'd be 25% quicker on your main battery reload time with two fires and two floods. Rini, what are your thoughts on this one? I actually think it's quite spicy. I do too. Um, I think that this will be AR for a lot of those close and brawling battleships. Um you know, even, for something, just... even for something at range, like you got Shima oh, no, that yeah. fires at 20 seconds. Imagine averaging two fires and your gun goes from 20 seconds and goes down to 17 or so because you've got two fires raging. I, I agree 100% on that front too, but I'm, I'm just, you know, I was just kind of thinking overall. But yeah, the, um, yeah, it, this is, <laughs> I, I really like this skill. Um, granted, the one, uh, and I, I keep thinking of downsides because I'm just such a negative Nancy. Mm. The downside, I would say for this, the only downside would be that it encourages poor play uh, because it encourages people to, you know, just eat floods, eat torpedoes, because they'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll take 10, 12, 15,000 damage, but I'll, I, I'll get this, you know. I'd like to think that um, this is an early game skill type of thing. If you're late game and your DCP standing on two fires, it's helping then as well. But you still got to learn to manage your DCP and your heals. You just can't let yourself burn to a crisp to get always the guns firing quicker. Oh, yeah. I, I, 100%. Like I said, this is purely me being a negative Nancy. But uh, yeah, that's that's the only real downside that popped into my head. I, I do like it. I do like it. Um, I, I will take it. I'll take it on probably on certain boats. I won't take on brawling boats, potentially. I'll see. Uh, but what's drop for it? It's a four-point skill. That, that's, it's very costly. So that's why I don't take it, because it's not allowing me to survive longer. And that's why we have such stagnant BB builds, because BBs will do concealment so you can go dark. You have an extra heal in... Um, in your repair party one fire prevention so you get one less fire everything's about keeping your boat alive longer and that's why people have picked that build furious is the opposite in that it's saying it's not to throw your boat away but as you're taking damage or you've got that damage over time impact more or have a more of an impact with your damage because you're going to be able to do more striking potential while you're taking damage and i i think I understand the play style, but it's a very anti-metal with what goes on in World of Warships. Mm. I, I very much agree. 
I'll try it. I'll try it when it comes out. I will try it. I, th I think it might be spicy enough to try. Oh, yeah. No, me, me too. 100%. Oh, oh the ill-fated skill is up next. Yes, oh, you, you, wanna, you, you can go through this one. You can go through this one. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, dazzle enjoyers rejoice. <laughs> um, added a new bonus to the activated effect, reduces the accuracy of hostile fire directed at your ship, and increases her speed for 15 seconds after you've been detected. Plus 8%. 8%? So free 15 second speed boost. Mm -hmm. um, and plus, they still would have dispersion of shells fired by enemies attacking your ship at plus 20%. Um, I... Uh, Alright, I see what you have. I see what you have up here. You know, comp, cots. I don't know. Um, oh, look, last King of the Sea, I streamed Asia, and to be honest, most of the high-tier Asia clans in King of the Sea ran dazzled on their DDs. If they're getting bumped and you're, and you're getting a, a flat 20% dispersion of shells fired to you, that, that's a pretty big, pretty big buff in a 1v1. No, I, I agree. I agree. you got to remember, the reason I was thinking is I, I don't play DDs in a competitive sense. So... Yep. Uh, but in terms of like a DD skating out of a cap or something, yeah, I think this this would be pretty nice. Is it worth a tier four skill? Uh, that's mm, where that, that's where the questions that's, start. That, that's where the questions start. I don't know if it's worth a tier four skill because um, we have here. Let me let me pull like, it up here. I was going to say, so we can, have... can it be mean for a boat like a Palo Emilio? So if you're detected, you're going eight percent faster and you speed boost. Through your smoke. Um, I said Royal Navy DD. I meant to say Russian DD on the open ward with a speed boost. So, like, if you open up, you get an extra 15 seconds of speed boost. Uh, but that always means you've got to go dark and re trigger it. And uh, that defeats the purpose of open gunboat firing at times. But is it spicy enough for me to try? Yes. But will it make a difference, do you think? Not convinced. I, I wish they said fifteen percent ship um, speed bonus for fifteen seconds. I, I would, I would take it then. Yeah, uh, eight percent. Don't get me wrong; it's still a lot. And fifteen seconds is a is a nice window. Um, but again, like, dude, I keep looking at these tier four skills for destroyers, right? Hmm. Like, what isn't a good tier four destroyer skill? You have main battery and AA expert if you don't have range. 20% range. Flat 20. That's very good. Swift and silence. Cool. Plus 5% to main battery reload. 8% to, to ship speed when you're unspotted. You're yeah, a destroyer. I'll see. I don't like Swift like, and Silence on many of my DDs because if, okay. if, if I'm if I'm detected, I'm usually either trying to run away or I'm I'm trying to take gunfights, so. I, I'm not a passive DD player that likes to move around and just do torp, torp threats. I, I like to bump the other DD, try and kill the DD, because that way when you're engaging, then you can win the flank. But that, that's my place. So Swift in Silence is too well, pricey it, for me. Well, the other thing is, is yes, you know, if you're on like a gunboat DD or something. Like if you take Swift in Silence on a cob, don't procreate. You know, but like if you're if you're 
taking on like a Shima or something, that's I still don't a little, on that's that's a bit more. I, I'd rather take radio location on any. Well, and that's the next one that I was gonna get to. Do you want to, you know, be able to pseudo spot things? Radio location just points it in the direction. It's incredibly powerful on no matter what ship it's on, cruiser, destroyer, anything. Yep. Fearless brawler. Yep. That is cool. Any, any any DD that does not have smoke or has a very strong AA, like things like Halland, uh, French DDs, anything that has no smoke and Russian DDs that you're going to open water, fearless brawler is a pretty much must have. Mm-hmm. I was thinking for um, Elbing. You know stuff like that. Yep, it's it's just a flat buff. Uh, um, definitely, you is. are getting you're getting rewarded for playing your ship the way you're supposed to play it. Um, concealment expert goes without saying. Um, minus ten percent to concealment. That's nice. And dazzle has always been that outlier, right? But with this speed addition, I think dazzle could get kind of spicy. And the yeah. more I think about it the more I think that it is more of a competitive-oriented skill because, don't get me wrong, Destroyers operating, Destroyers pushing caps and randoms are under pressure. Don't get me wrong. You know, you don't know if there's a DM there. You don't know if there's a a radar cruiser. You don't know what there is there. And that get-out-of-jail could be nice. However, when you're in a competitive setting, clan battles, uh, COTS, you're pushing a cap that you know is going to be incredibly well defended. If you have 15 seconds of extra speed and a bit of and dispersion, dispersion. That, that's enough that you don't take that is It's huge. Good. And uh, especially, just, just, you just hit the nail on the head there. A lot of people might think that this is you know, purely for disengage to get um, unspotted. No. The main reason why i think somebody would run this would be to d- mitigate damage uh because you have the dispersion you have the speed boost a lot of tier 10 destroyers might not have heals correct so if you're you know yeah you're daring you step on a cap you lose three thousand hit points whatever you heal it back if, if you know if you're a z52 you don't get a heal or gearing or something yep. yeah you you get caught out you die um any damage you take is permanent uh permanent so I think that Dazzle would be very strong in a lot of those destroyers that don't have heals. Yep, I completely agree. I'm going to give it a whirl when she comes out with these changes to make sure. I stopped using Dazzle because I used to play a lot of ranked, and I, I learned in ranked when you radar, then you had five ships shoot at you late game. It made no difference when five HE salvos come from five different directions. Dazzle can't mm-hmm. stop them all. Yeah. Now, this last one that they've proposed, this is the first one that is impacting, it says ASW, but we'll see, AA Defense and ASW Experts. So this is a battleship skill on the line two on the far right, and it's a cruiser one on line four on the far right. So the changes for the cruiser is it's going to get a continuous AA damage of plus 20 to 25%. And damage from AA shells from twenty to twenty-five percent. Um, active improves your ship's characteristics when her AA guns are active. So ship consumables preparation reload time goes from minus twenty to fifty percent. Okay, that's. Am I misunderstanding that? 
So your uh, ship I'm consumable preparation and reload time. Oh, that must be for AA specific, um, like def AA. I. Uh, yeah, it it has to be. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So when you okay, def- this is this this is starting to hurt my brain. <laughs> Again, I don't know. I I I I, I, use I, use, I only use this cruiser skill on like two boats, like the Rochester. Yeah. So it says basically when so, your AA's are gu- guns are active, your ship consumable prep and reload time uh twenty percent quicker. So yeah, it must be for your def AA and any of your AA. Wait, so your your preparation is that the consumable like reloading? Or That'd be that reload like, time. That that must uh, that must be for you. Maybe yeah. a sector preparation when it goes on. Yeah. Cool okay. Down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I was gonna say because if if this was like you you know you use your AA and you get twenty percent on your reload. I just wanted to make sure that yeah, it's and now it's fifty percent. So, so uh, look, poorly worded potentially your understanding. But look, it's it's minimal. This these are AA ones, and for BB, which is here two one the line two. Continuous AA goes from ten to fifteen, and damage from AA Ooh. shells goes from ten to fifteen. Wow! And ship You're still going to die to the Haku strike. Yeah. <laughs> I I was excited initially when I saw ASW because submarines are a blight in the game at times, and there's there's no changes for ASW in this. Um, it's just all AA. These skills are pretty. This particular skills on the cruiser, especially being line four, is. Again, I'd say only when you're knowingly going to pick a boat that always plays with the CV. That's why I take it on my Rochester. I only take her out when I'm forced to deal with tier 8 CV. Um, battleships as well, line 2. I take it on some BBs with strong AA, but the way the BBs get farmed, their AA mounts go down. Preventive maintenance gives them small buff. I don't know. I, I don't think those changes, unless I'm diving with the CV be the only way I would bring these skills out. What do you think, Rainy? Uh, uh, battleships, I think it's still going to be useless. Um, uh, uh, woo, buffing AA damage. That, that's crazy. It doesn't matter. You're still... you, you want to you wanna have a boats that already have high AA damage. You don't want to be have something that has... Cause the damage from shell explosions. If your BB only does one flak shell, you don't want to buff that one flak shell from 10 to 15. Now, if your BB does yeah. nine flak shells of 1,800, sure, th- this will this will be pretty good. You have to pick and choose. Yeah. Which boats? Um, I think it's going to be powerful for cruisers because a lot of cruisers have a lot of flak and a pretty good continuous. You they know? do, but a line four skill... And- yeah. This is why I say I only pick it when I've got CVs and div because everything else we've discussed, like Dazzle, Furious, like they're they're aspects of every game. Like you're always gonna get put on fire by um CVs, by surface ships and by the sub secondary guns. Um but taking out AA themed vessels, especially in the cruiser with a flying four four points. If you get a game with no CV, it's worthless. It's worthless. I, uh, yeah. 
I, I wish there was some sort of way to say have this one if it's a CV and if there's no CV have this skill type thing but I, I like the change but I still don't like that it's it's a worthless skill if you if you play five games in a night you get zero CVs you've wasted four points each and every time I uh, so I really so okay I'm gonna start I'm gonna start running my mouth again a little bit please let me know <laughs> when to stop uh, World of Tanks is a pretty nice system that I kind of wish we had here where it allows you to set multiple lineups of equipment and consumables based upon uh, the terrain that you load into. No, based no, it you get two or three slots, I think, okay. for consumables and, and stuff. I think that that would be great if they did that with captains. Yes. You know, so you could be like, "Hey, there's two Balaws in this game." I really want, you know, a skill that recharges my, my, my ASW. ASW, yes. You know? Um, Imagine having two captain skills or three, one for no subs or CVs, one for subs, and then one for subs and CVs type thing. So you'd be using your captain skills to the max, but then I already know the reply, but it's a random game. That's the risk you take. It's like... Hmm. Continue your rant before I rant. No, that that's kind of it. I, I really wish we would be able to have multiple captain loadouts. Yep. Um, but I see how that would be problematic, you know, when you're loading into a game. Uh there's people who, you know, run side panels and stuff, and some of these captain skills can impact and modules and stuff can impact those yeah. side panels. Yeah. So, you know, maybe maybe that doesn't load. I, I don't know. Um, I, I, still th- I still think some of those side panels aren't great. Like, I don't run them anymore, but I used to. And loading into clan battles and seeing, okay, their shimmers are 8k or 20k or 12k is kind of broken because that, that's, yeah. that's a module that players picked to try and use as an advantage over the opponent. And having the enemy team know straight away what range they're running, it just defeats the purpose of that. Um, yeah, I, I still, I still think that mods are a crutch. I have to put that in there. Um, <laughs> Game project, you ever listen again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I, I'll, we'll have you back on. I'll debate you. It, they're a crutch, through and through. Yep. But, um, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Yep. Uh, I like this skill, though. I like it. I just don't know if, I don't think they're worth the points. No, yeah, it's not with the points, but like I like the direction that they're taking it in. Yeah, look, I, I would have liked to have seen something around fighter consumable for surface ships to make it usable. Mm-hmm. Like, like once you launch it, it actually latches onto the plane that's in its circle straight away and it kills them, rather than oh look, I've launched it. The enemy fighter squadron still comes in like a Nakamov. He drops his load. He flies up, and my fighter plane keeps circling because it didn't get close enough to engage it. <laughs> That is my gripe. So these these captain skill changes are coming in 12.10, so that's November's patch. All players, apparently, this is according to their dev blog, will have a 100% discount on the commander skill reset. So that means you don't get them reset. You have to go in and manually reset your captains. This is only for a limited time. Um, last time they did a button on the webpage that reset all your captains. I'm hoping they do that because I've got like 400 captains. I'm not going to go into each and every one of them and click reset or go through them all. 
Um, so let let us pray there is a reset all captain's options because no, I don't I don't want that because I'm only gonna shuffle around and change captains and builds and stuff on a few ships. Mm. I have 500 ships in my port. I'm not going out and like playing in Alabama and not having it have skills because I forgot to set them. I don't like that. That's a skill issue, brother. Oh yeah, no, a hundred percent. But it, it, screw you. I don't want to be inconvenienced. Like, yeah, I, I if understand they do both. why if they, they do did both. It last That's time. fine. I understand why they did it last time because it was a complete and utter from the ground workup. But they're just changing a few skills now. I don't think we're gonna have that. Uh, I don't no, think I, we're gonna have that same button. I know, but I, I like to have it because I'm even love Captain Spell. Um, that being said, yeah. we, we've got a few other things that are different in the game this patch. We've got something called Voyage to the North Pole. It's in the Armory. An event with a new token. Can you guess what they're called? Arctic, Arctic tokens. tokens? Yes. Yes. Wow. It's a mission. There's a mission chain to get tokens. There was apparently one for the breakdown of the um, Berlin Wall, um, which I didn't get, but there's current token chain but it's a mission chain to get tokens the bundles do change um so the bundles as when we're recording this are going to change in three days and it looks like they're going to black friday containers there uh, is now this this event goes for a long time so from the october 6th two days ago to the first of december there is a bucket load of missions there are eight missions so it goes it, it's it's going to be for another month and a half before we get to the last mission chain and when you complete that you're going to get a new tier 8 soviet vessel i i must be really lax because i must admit i haven't even seen this in the dev blog i don't know about you brother um the soviet vessel is called the the Pozarsky. Is another it looks like she's a Kuznetsov, another nineteen fifty-four ship with twenty-one ships in the service. Yes. It is one of those I think it's a project six four six cruiser. Sixty eight, sixty eight. Yes. But yeah, um isn't that the one that's like AP only? I don't know. I don't know. I think I remember something in a dev blog with something being AP only. I don't know. I don't know how to read, truth be told. There's so many boats coming out. Like, Yeah. Uh, Dude. Oh, my God. Like Rhode Island or whatever that monstrosity is that they're going to dump at Tier 10. Ugh. Oh, yes. We, uh, I, I'm going to bring that up next week. But um, Yes. I still need to recover. So... There is a lot on this polar adventure. This is something that's going to take us through Black Friday, Thanksgiving, and the into the Christmas sale events. So, um, look, it's it's something. Um, currently, you can get some German premium containers. Um, again, the drop rates were okay-ish. If you're using tokens, if you ground out that first mission event, go for it if you don't have all the boats. Um, the Black Friday containers, you can save your tokens for. I, I quite like the Black Friday containers. You do get some good things. Previous years, they've sold boats that were unobtainable, again, for like doubloons. Like the Cossack B and Asasha had a like 20% discount. They were, they were going dirt cheap last year, so hopefully that continues, but... We shall see. Um, 
before we go into a greenies topic for this week one final thing wargaming's anniversary of parallel worlds ends in three days so if you haven't got your bayard or your super containers um log in try and do if you haven't logged in by now that you're probably burnt out or disinterested but if you have any interest log in try and get a few of those things that you can get because they're free stuff and um don't knock away free stuff free stuff is always good yes. um you guys probably remember what i said about the event and stuff it's still you know very very good opportunity very very good loot it's good do it <laughs> i agree i agree and now we're moving on to the last agenda item for today. We're talking about, if you haven't heard, if you've been under a rock, King of the C16, the premier competitive, competitive set of team games in World of Warships. Yes, COTS is around the corner. Um... The main two things that I wanted to talk about is, uh, <laughs> this is going to sound really weird. One, COTS is an incredible experience to both play in and watch. I, I uh, agree. The, the two both, it is fantastic. If you can watch it, watch them or play, do both. Yeah, it's, it's always great to see the best from, you know, uh, the regions play against each other. It's always nice to see um the best people on your region playing each other it's it's just always a good time um now there has been some changes speaking of regions um i've if if you're on the cots discord and you're in the nh channels you probably saw it um there's two changes that came out that i'm not the largest fan of uh I'm going when I when I talk about this, I'm going to be composed. I'm going to not swear, and I'm going to try and present. I'll, I'll just I'll just say earmuffs for the next ten minutes, please, kitties. So, um, there there were two changes a week or so ago, I think. Yeah, they, these uh, look uh, before you go into those 25th? changes. Yeah, I, I've got a gripe now. I, I work. In IT, I've got to read and format and do technical documents. Um, I look at some of my wife's work, and they've got—they're in the business. They have documentation as well. They have documents. They have a change of—they've got a change log. If someone goes into a document and changes something, they log what section it was and what was changed or included. Documents have no change logs. You've literally got to go find the previous one that you've looked at, and you've got to look at the new one, and you've got to go through line by line to see what's fucking changed. There we go. No, 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 that's fine. Um, so that got released. That rule book got released. Um, and this, I'm going to say, with this significant, these two significant changes came out without any form of announcement, any form of ping, and the conversation that a lot of us had with the the with some of the organizers of COTS was a little concerning from the perspective of a participant participant and a player. Um, so uh, it it started on the the twenty fifth of September, um, because again, 
no, there, there was no announcement. There was no ping. There was no, there's no change log in the document. Uh, NA lost its third slot for internationals. Uh, for those of you who don't know, every COTS before this, um, three teams from each region would advance and um, 12 teams would play in internationals. Um, Which is a good amount of are, teams. 12 teams is, yeah. is pretty good. You can have two There's groups, four three regions, or... right? There's four regions. There's four China. Regions. There's China, Southeast Asia, North America, Europe, right? Correct. Is, okay. China and the U.S. lost their third slot. Um, Europe and Asia kept three slots. But they kept um, it because they were the best performing regions. So, yeah, that's, that's the reason they gave. Um, so the, the, the discussion, um, which, you know, just, just to kind of put into perspective how this conversation was opened, um, uh, I, I just kind of put into the chat there, you know, interesting rule change in the progression of internationals. It's almost like other regions are favored over North America, but hey, what do I know? Uh, and then the response back from COT staff was just do better. And then the response from a Wargaming employee was true, true to the do better, which from the perspective of so, uh, so a participant, it just doesn't, it, it it's it just it's conveying in bad face faith. Something I am gonna put out there just so it doesn't look like I'm slamming wargaming employees or, or COTS organizers. Um I can be an incredibly abrasive person and passive aggressive when it comes to conversations like this. Um that mainly comes down to the fact that I, I can be very sarcastic in nature. Um I mean, hell, you probably just heard that from how I, you know, open the conversation. Um, so I, I don't want you to think that I'm, you know, like piss boo rah down with the establishment, piss boo rah. I can't believe they're treating us like this. You know, um, I, I do want to focus on the changes, um, and, and the conversations that happen around them, not individual tit for tats, not, not words. And I'm not slamming anybody. Um, so there was that. And the, the, so the, the first reaction from staff was, like I said, do better. I was just going to say, on, with that, though, is that now going to mean we're going to get in the internationals two groups of five? I haven't read the rule set for internationals. So I assume two groups of five and then the top three or two of each group will go on. So because that, that's run over one or two days. It's a lot of games to run through yeah. between four regions that are geographically very diverse. You've got to remember that... that um, Internationals is run on EU time, so it favours EU teams the most, in my my opinion. No, it does. That's not an opinion. It's a fact. <laughs> um, just to kind of continue my little thing there, the, the second response and justification for the change was they didn't want to inconvenience North American teams by making players get up at 5, 6, 7 in the morning, depending on what time zone you're in. Um, I can't. I'm not even going to comment to that because I'll get in trouble. 
Yeah, no, I, I commented on it, and I was like, why is this change happening now? Why it's we're on like tots what 17? 16. The whole time it's the whole time, yeah, 16. Sorry. The whole time it's been international, we've had these times. And yeah. don't get me wrong, there's been um a whole bunch of different attempts. They they've tried a whole bunch of different things to to fix times. I understand that times are fucked. I understand why they're built around European time schedules because demographically it's where Wargaming headquarters is. And because they bought the tournament, you know, they, they do a whole bunch of wonderful casting. They bring people in, they fly people in. They, I completely and utterly understand why it's based in Europe. Because if my boss told me to come into the office at 5.30 in the morning, I would say no in a very polite way. Well, you'd you say know, yes. Uh, yeah. But I, yeah, I would. I'm a pushover, but I, I under I understand the timing on that front. Um, but that that was just kind of a weird justification. Um, with the limited explanation that we got in addition to that, yeah. and finally the the explanation or one of the reasons that we got for NA losing. I was going to say, wait, wouldn't it be more fair? Time. Just just hear me out. Like yeah. they didn't want twelve teams, fair enough. But wh why this disparity? Just make it four regions. The top two teams go through. Like it's simple. Two groups of eight. Then. <laughs> um. Well, because th that that actually ties into the the third discussion that we had here, which was uh, about demographics. Yep. The okay. better performing teams came from Asia and Europe, and the um majority of the twitch viewers are in those two regions that's fair enough which then. which is why they they justified moving um you know those those slots around which yeah it, I, I understand it i see it however in my mind i can't mentally justify somebody looking at a situation going okay these two servers are not performing well people aren't interested in this event so what we're going to do is we're going to gimp these regions even more like that just doesn't seem like you're attempting to cultivate audiences in those areas no it doesn't um, which is kind of where my amazement kind of comes from because again if it's kind of like if coke wants to sell more coke in paris and to do that, they pull all of the, the, the like Coke shops out of Paris, like all the vending machines. It's like, oh, okay, well, how is this going to, like, how, how are you going to increase interest when you take it away? Which, again, I don't have the numbers. I don't have the, the, the metrics that Origami has to operate. So all of this is purely me screaming from my little box. Yep. But I... I I just cannot mentally justify removing teams from a region that has no that has a that has had a declining interest in participation in a tournament unless they just have given up on the regions. I I'm not gonna I, I don't think they've done that. And, and I'm not well I that's why I, I didn't lead with that. Why well, that's why I didn't go start with you know Wargaming's just abandoning COTS NA. 
I don't think they are. A, it doesn't make sense from a from a monetary perspective because again, they they look, own cots now. They, they, B, they do just, they do own cots, but NA's I I think it's in a bit of a crossroads because EU's still got a strong player base. Asia's got a strong player base. NA's player base have you, you've got very poor players. You've got very good players that still play the game, but you've got a an amazing legion of good players that probably play the game once in a while, but they're burnt out, they're cynical, they're sarcastic. They hate the game, but they still play it. Uh, but that, they're not going to play COTS. We, we, like, the competitive scene, I think, on NA, you, you might get a lot of teams in Typhoon and potentially Hurricane, but there's, there's not the diversity playing clan battles. Sometimes when you start getting up there, you play the same teams over and over and over and over again. Um, no, yeah, no, I, and that is, that is something that I, I did want to talk about as well, um, because that is something that I, you know, I, I totally understand because I, like I, I talked about um, a few episodes ago in terms of clan battles, Bonk Z ended up playing like the same six teams for the entirety of the season. That must um, have been fun. At least you got to know your opponents oh, intimately. Yeah. Um, you know, and it is really discouraging when you're running into multiple teams a night. And that really echoes what I've been saying about competitive on North America. I think demographically and player count wise, North America is still the largest region. Oh, um, no, no. And then they're no. Is it? Who is then? Who, who is? Am I e operating? EU. EU. EU is. Yeah, like primetime NA, even on Clan Battle Nights, we're, we're rocking no more than 10,500 EU. I think are still getting close to the 20K. Asia in the mid-teens to higher. Um, oh. NA has dropped leaps and bounds like no tomorrow. All right. <laughs> well, then, there, there we go. <laughs> well, that, that does paint a little bit more light on these changes. Um, but I, I will still say that from a North American player perspective, it very much felt like a stab in the back to have such a large change like that not have any sort of ping. Um, that that could just be me being the arrogant little man that I am. It very well could be. But it, it was not encouraging to run into. Yeah. Um, the other change for North America is they're not going to seed teams anymore. But I thought I thought that was actually not too bad. Look, they, so, they're gonna, they, I didn't. I thought that was not too bad. Come on, some seeded teams don't even make it out of their bracket stage, um, and so seeded teams on NA have had a lot of contentious, contentious questions over the journey. Like I've been playing COTS for a long time. Um, there have been teams that used to refuse their seeding and that way they'd go through the group. So then you get teams that, that shouldn't have been seeded get seeded and then they get bundled out. So if we were to continue seeding, I, I think it should be... Um, now, I've got, I've got a couple problems with seedings. First thing, clan battles is clan battles. That's a clan. You, you've got a group of 7v7 clan battles with some mercs potentially that you're playing with. Ots is a team-based competition. 
keyword is team i can form a group call it um um, Canadian bacon, put an image of Greeny on it, have a couple of people from Bongsi, <laughs> get KSC, get 3X, you know, get whoever you want, but it's a team. How do you rank a team of players that aren't in clan battles, you know, or played that, previously? That is very fair. Um... Because that, that's how sometimes you get um, Dark Horse is coming through COTS NA because no one's gone, I've never heard of this clan called Lamp before. And then you go, oh, crap. 12 of the players have like 15,000 battles. They're all 75 plus win rates. Like, they're phenomenal. How's no one ever... And then you realize they're actually players in other clans and uh, they've just formed a team. And COTS is yeah. a team-based event. Um, seeding should only go through to the same three teams, in my opinion. Or four teams that made the top four last time if those teams replay if they break apart if bonk seed breaks apart go to three seeds whatever it should have never been eight eight's too many like uh, we, we've dropped from the glory days of trying to have 108 lots teams to 64. um a top four would have been fine in my opinion that that is very fair and i i do have to say you are making very very good points um the my i guess my main point of contention still stems from the fact that these are arguably major changes and the north american community didn't get notified or pinged or anything no um, I, I only learned about it when someone told me and then i went and saw it in the rule books myself um i, I thought uh, i thought that was the major change that should have been pinged because that's been seeding's been around as far as as long as i can remember and i've been playing cots back with a group called apoc um back way back when and the seeding was on even then so that 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 was removed that should have been notified as a major change that hey groups if you if you've been a seeded group for the last x amount of seasons we removed the seeding system and you're now going to be playing in the if you don't get the first weekend off now it's seeded teams have to play in the first weekend yeah um it provides a lot of disadvantages you used to be able to do scrims and tactics and people wouldn't see your game plan until later whereas you could study your opponents now every team has to show things what they have and it's going to be a lot more work for some teams yeah um I guess I guess a lot of my anger does stem from the fact that there there wasn't a ping or anything. Oh, that, look, that's um, a pretty big change. I found another change that surprised me. Um, Des Moines what? limited. Des Moines. <laughs> yes, they limited Des Moines. Salem's um, are unlimited. Yes, a different yes. radar length and duration, but Salem's have a superior. But that one was a pretty big change because Des Moines is a staple. It's a staple. But I, I don't think more teams have ever taken in more than two Des Moines, so that they limited it to two surprised me. The, um... Yeah, the... Some of the conversations that were had in, in the channel were thought-provoking, and, and I think there was a lot of How do I phrase this? Um, 
there it was weird because there there were some contradictions. Um, yeah, look when when you went through so they, they the, said the that teams, they there were contradictions. They they said well no it, I'm just talking about in the text channel because there was um, again I'm not going to name names because I, I don't want people to think that I'm targeting people but there was a moderator that said they removed seating to um, even the playing field because. You know, there's money on the line. They wanted people to have an equal chance of getting it. You know, which I I really like. Being, being seated doesn't mean you get a greater chance. It just means that... it it doesn't. But I I like the I like the ideas behind that. Right. A few lines later, they said um, <laughs> they didn't ping people on the international change and the seating change because it didn't affect that many people. It affects Which, ev affects everyone. Yeah. So you so you want to even the playing field, and you want to put these changes into effect, but you don't want to ping people about the changes because it doesn't affect that many people. Suddenly, like you, you got to look at it. Like um, I'll, I'll use Bong C's example here. Suddenly, the first round robin stages where it's best of one to get three points, etc. Suddenly, you're going to have a team that's. Um, Called grumpy old men gom doesn't exist i just yeah. made it up and they, they just mates that play they're going to be rolling cots because they said they have a bit of fun we get you know we'll try our best and suddenly you're playing bonksy they're going to be streamed by c raptor like great but th they want to do their best but it, it's not fun if you get steamrolled in the early days either that that is another thing that i, I did want to add as well because it is incredibly disin genuine because okay before i was in bonzi i was in a clan called blep blep's first cock showing we did incredibly well we got top 10 um i still think for streaming get your cod yeah. game live on twitch versus crack yeah games. yeah 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 griefer stream sniped us that i COTS did not win. yes I, you I, did i told yes, everyone in my cots team that you were streaming so we all went over there not only me we all went over there to watch yes you did yeah but you told people you outed me you dirty little rat that's right I, I did and we all followed you we said thank you for streaming <laughs> yes i know but um we we did we did very well through those initial um stages through the initial weeks very fun um i think the first week of like um like the qualifiers i don't know whatever whatever's the round before the finals um we ended up in a bracket with 07 and KSC, and we got our shit ran, um, which wasn't the most you know fun to do. But you know we because they were seated, we were able to play, you know, and and enjoy the the first weekend. Mm -hmm. However, circling back, you did make a very good point with the decreasing amount of teams. You don't want the the first weekend. To be bare bones because you don't have enough teams. Oh look, you know? and I, I've mocked that as a caster. Like you, you've got your eight seated teams. Like last comp, the first day might be six groups or eight groups of eight, and they knock out one from each group. Usually there are eight teams that forfeit. So the second day's eight groups of seven. You know, 
that, that's what I've been mocking. You know, uh, hopefully we won't see that kind of stuff again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I think the bottom line, if you want, if you want to summarize this rant, uh, a, ch a change log would be very nice, especially for large changes like that. You know, I don't need to see the changes where it's like, you know, the, this, you know, this ship was changed. Yeah, you know, but it, no, any, but, cha but any large... change log, but there should be a particular Discord channel that just gets a notification that change log has been updated. You can click on it and then just see the change log and then see if that impacts you type of thing. That That would be key to reviewing these things as they're made yeah um yeah I, yeah that's 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 very much where i'm at that's fair enough i don't know well it could be me on my horse i don't know i was just gonna say cots is up and running i think you've got to the end of this weekend to register so if you haven't registered and you're looking at it I highly recommend giving it a whirl. I've had a great time throughout it on the journey, so um, give it a shot. Is all I'll say. You never know um, yeah, how no, good or bad you'll go. I know it. I know it. It just seemed like I was spit roasting cots. Um, it's still an incredibly fun tournament to play in. I, I cannot recommend cots enough. Um, Unless they're bringing subs and CVs. No, don't, 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 no, 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 no. But you know. It's it's still very very fun. I know all the complaining uh, I just did might you know seem weird, but uh, we're we're Bongzi's still gonna play. <laughs> it's it's awesome. a very fun tournament to play in. Cool. We're yeah. Alrighty. On that note, Captain Green, thank you for joining me today at the very very late notice. Sorry to yes. disrupt your Warhammer Three invasions. Um, I, I actually, yeah, yeah, you did interrupt that, but that's okay. Uh, I do have a quick question of the week because we do have a lot of codes to give away. Um, I just wanted to add a quick question. Um, How many ballers does the Iowa class battleship have? No, you want to know what though? But we will go take a trip down memory lane. How many? <laughs> how many boilers does a Baltimore have? Does a Baltimore <laughs> class ship have? There you go. Oh, thanks, Judge. Yep. Thank you, Judge. All right, on that note, um, DM those question answers to myself or Greeny, and we've got plenty of economic bonus. We might have thrown a few CC ones in there as well. Till then, um, have a great week in the game, and we'll catch you next week. See ya.